There we go. Okay. Welcome, 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 everybody. Episode two of our top 10 album bonanza, or whatever you want to call it. Um, we did my <laughs> top 10 last week, or about five minutes ago. And um, uh, this week, we'll be doing John's top 10. So welcome, Dave and John. Hello. Hello. We're all suitably refreshed and uh, teed up, and Dave has his... Yeah, uh, I have a... I have a cup of tea ready to go. Dave's, Dave's punching a bit a bit heavier than I am. Yeah, I'm on the tea as well. I'm still a bit croaky voiced and sick. Um, yeah, well, I I went for, I found um, a, a random bottle of kombucha still in the fridge. It's like, it, it could well be um, deadly. I don't know if kombucha <laughs> goes kombucha. bad. It's kombucha. It just gets anyway. better, doesn't it? So well, it it it. I expect it gets better with age. That's my thinking. We might um, lose you over the course of the episode if we hear <laughs> more unusual sounds than normal coming from your end. That could be your death rattle. Yeah. You time. open the bottle and it explodes it or something. But I, don't know. I think that could happen. With <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, it's with vodka. Vodka and kombucha is pretty good. So well, I the guess vodka's probably going to kill of, anything off, isn't it? That's that's it, in there. Well, so yeah, the kombucha is yeah. all just um, positive probiotics and all that jazz so it's, it's fine isn't it well yeah i i mean i can i can probably say that you know i can counter the vodka with spurious health claims about kombucha so yeah um, it's like a nil yeah. nil score draw isn't it basically yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly there's no scientific evidence to back any of this up but it's fact i once bought some um kimchi you know kimchi's got a similar vibe to it I once bought some kimchi mm. and it had a warning on the jar saying that it could explode and you had to be careful when you opened it. So that's the sort yeah, of shit yeah, you're well, talking about. All, These like yeah. positive health things, Danger. but most of them are explosive. Yeah. So you've got to be careful. It's all the, it's yeah. all the fermented things, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, kimchi yeah, is yeah, fucking yeah. so good for Side you, effects. Tell you what, well, kimchi, actually, just, um, beef and quickly, rice. Just, sorry, um, I thought I'd update you on the mushroom situation. <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah, life cycle shout out to mushroom, life cycle mushrooms. Mushroom update. Yeah, yeah, if that's okay. I hope I'm not um, sort of hijacking things, but I'll be that's very right. quick about it. Yeah, Just, um, yeah, yeah I've, clever, I've yeah. certainly um, found that, yeah, I, I think, as I mentioned last time, really, the, the, I think the most profound thing I've found is that kind of alertness okay. and, and focus. Yeah, mm. quite um, quite good. And, and it seems to be sort of things like... Um, you know, I've been trying to like go running most lunch times if I can, just to get out and get some exercise and stuff. And I fucking hate running, yeah, but I've found that What's up with you? I've been, I know, but it's, it's, as I said to you, it's more like a warm up to then do another kind of part of the workout, you know, and just get some aerobic exercise. But, um, yeah, I found the, the motivation and the focus has been, has been good. Yeah. That's great. I need, I need some of that. I I think, might I mean, you might, you might even sound a bit more alert than normal. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. You have a. I don't know. You have a certain vitality about your your voice today, Dave. Yeah, well, that's um, yeah. Well, good. Um, have you noticed any but increase no, felt, um, in intelligence, or are you like uh, philosophizing about things and stuff? Well, yeah, I'm sitting there just sort of stroking my chin a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you've uh, you've developed a lovely a lovely goatee. Yeah, contemplating life, yeah, universe, yeah, and everything. Uh, um, a little soul patch. Yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That um, comes free with every yeah. purchase. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a, a, like a bucket hat and a and a clipboard. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to complete the look. But uh, yeah, I've got to say, I'm, um, you know, 
whether it's some kind of placebo effect or or something else that's totally unrelated but uh yeah it's um it's good what we need to, what um, we need to do now dave is is double blind you we need to send you a pack of what you don't know is mushrooms or it could be mushrooms or it could be something else psilocybin like just a yeah well <laughs> or it could be just a just something control you found in the blank. horse medicine cabinet yeah oh. <laughs> and then see what that does <laughs> um, see, if it, see if it carries on making you feel good or not yeah, find out is it yeah, placebo right. placebo effect yeah. or not mm. yeah it's interesting anyway yeah um did you get yours yet tim i haven't bought them yet no no I'm, oh um, right okay yeah yeah, I, I I had to prioritise getting an office chair for my for my um, home office because I've been sitting on this uh, IKEA kind of bar stool chair, and it's not particularly oh, right, good yeah. for my back apparently. So <laughs> working eight hour days at home <laughs> on the IKEA bar stool. I mean, it's fine for podcasting, but um, yeah, it's I've been waking up in the yeah, morning with yeah. a sore back, and I'm like, shit. I yeah, think you've got to have, chair, you have so. a decent chair if you're going to be doing like yeah. large spells of time. So I bought a down. proper. You know, it's like a high office chair for my standing desk thing that I've got in the um in the office. So oh, nice! It's, um, it I arrived my, today. Um, so office chair Ubered to me. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't think of that. I should have. It's fucking sweet. It's a really they're really good chairs. So I was like, no, fuck this. Like our chair at home, I thought was half decent. It looks nice, but it's shit. It fucking ruined your back. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. I'm getting my office chair. <laughs> to be honest, I think mine mine was the cheapest one I yeah, could get. So, so what? Did someone go into your office and, and get it then, or? Well, someone was still at the office, um, and uh, so yeah, I sent an Uber to get it, and I yeah. just expensed it. So, <laughs> yeah, we've still got a skeleton yeah, crew at our place. You, you wouldn't have thought of doing that before your mushroom trial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you just been sat on a pile of books or something. I don't know. Yeah, this was uh, pre. This was pre-mushroom. This was pre-mushroom. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh, right. Maybe that's maybe that's the reason for your your new alertness. Maybe it's your office chair that has allowed you better blood flow into your brain. Yeah, better circulation. Maybe. <laughs> well, there's been other. I think there's been other factors. Like uh, every every morning, I've been doing like a, a yoga thing before I sit down to work and stuff, and that that helps as well. I think. Yeah, like, I that's a good way that. to start the day. I think about yeah. doing that every morning, but I don't. No, so I like, maybe I like I need the yoga. The yeah, I've, I've kind of made a point. The thing is, what. The setup I've got here is that actually my second monitor for my laptop, when I turn my laptop in the morning, I kind of, you know, flip open the lid and um, go straight onto YouTube and just like queue up my kind of um, practice. And then um, then the mat just rolls out in front of the screen and, you know, just just do it before I start getting into emails and shit like that. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. You're completely overpowered laptop for what you need. It's I'm very jealous of it. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Really. It's got a MacBook Pro, John, 16-inch MacBook Pro. It's a beast. And, um, wow. It's, it's awesome. It's a great machine. <laughs> but it's, it's exactly what I need yeah. to edit my videos on, but I can't. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I do feel somewhat kind of bad sitting there and – like you know, it, it's a very useful tool to have. Don't get oh, me it's wrong, great! But yeah, I, it's, it's awesome. I do, yeah. I do not, do not utilize the power that probably <laughs> Tim, Tim would appreciate. You can edit 8K yeah, video can. with it, but you, yeah. you can send a send a space shuttle to the moon with that probably thing. Probably. Um, do you guys want to know something which you're probably going to be even more shocked by? Some of my interesting selections on my top ten. I'm thinking about switching to PC. How about that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Fucking hell. I know. That, that, wow. That is quite shocking. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. bombshell. That bombshell. I'm going to actually yeah. do a podcast about it because I've been theorising about this for weeks and it just doesn't financially make sense to drop that much money on a Mac. Because uh, if you're a pro user, I think like we me, have had conversations about this. Yeah, it's yeah. this, this and, sounds like it could be another another podcast topic. Yeah, yeah, we should probably shouldn't get into this it. But I, I mean, I'm going to do one about it. I'm just going to rant about it myself. I think so, which people can look forward to. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big change. I'm going to build it myself um, as well. I'm going to buy all the bits. I'm going to film it for YouTube because I thought it'd be quite interesting for my channel to see a Mac user who has no idea what he's doing build a ridiculously powerful machine. <laughs> So that'd be quite funny. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's a story for another day. But You'll be able um, to run some of the ridiculous new games that they've got coming up. Mate, the thing I'm looking at getting is a beast, man. And it's literally, it's probably the price of a MacBook Pro and it will outperform the $40,000 Mac Pro, basically. Wow. It's mental. Yeah. It's mad. Yeah, it's some, just doesn't, it just pretty, doesn't cool make sense. Up. Yeah, there's the, um, some great games. Assassin's man. Creed Valhalla. Yeah, oh, I was going to talk to you about that, John. Yes. Yeah. When's it out? That's again. This is a. This is probably all Sorry, another um, <laughs> podcast. It is. We should out do a com- Christmas. I think we should do a computer game one at some point, John. I think. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll do that. I've, I've just finished um, Odyssey, so um, yeah, I'm fully fully ready for it. Yeah, nice. You need to play Far Cry New Dawn. It's a very, it's quite a small game, but it's so worth playing. It's anyway, that's another thing. Yeah. Anyway, right. So, welcome everyone. My, my top we've, ten. We've waffled for twelve minutes about nothing, but <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it in because it was good. Um, so, this is John's top ten albums. So, um, I'm going to write them down as we go, John. Because actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a cool little um, mosaic thumbnail of the ten albums, and then a little headline because you can't fit 10 okay. albums in a square evenly so I, I there's two squares free that i'm just going to write a little thing in but anyway whatever that's a de- uh, fucking designery thing but whatever um so i'm gonna get all the um, album covers and make a pretty little thing for each of our top tens so i thought that'd be yeah, quite sounds cool good. so sounds yeah. good so I'll, I'll write these down as we go so um okay yeah. so um yeah, so uh, like we said on the last podcast, I was really excited when when you guys pitched this idea for, to me um, because I think, you know, with the lockdown and stuff at the moment, it's something that, that's been kind of going around my head and I've been feeling quite nostalgic as well for various reasons, not, not the least of which my life is about to change dramatically. So, um, yeah, a lot of this stuff's been going around my brain. And I've actually, one thing I did do a couple of weeks ago was I did a whole playlist on my um sonos system of all my favorite songs so i've got like 250 odd songs on there oh, wow, yeah. which i just stick on random when i'm cooking and stuff now and yeah, cool. yeah just all my favorites and and so actually pulling this list together was relatively straightforward because i've kind of done it in a way a couple of weeks ago yeah um and i think you know one of the key things for me i mean i like you guys, I, I love music. You know, my, my musical taste is maybe slightly different to you guys in some ways, which we'll, which we'll get into. Um, but I think in the same way that films are for me, music is a, it's an emotion engine and, um, it it just, you know, it helps you to kind of engage with life and feel, and it can take you in all sorts of different directions, you know, both high and low and everywhere in between. And, um, and I think I'm hoping my list kind of goes across that gambit of emotions. So, yeah. So I think you know, a great music for me is is something that that makes me really feel and something, and also something that 
has a lot of melody in it as well. Uh, and mm. I think melody is something that, that has become more important to me as I've got older. I, I sort of started a lot of my musical journey um, similar way a lot of us did in the 90s with with kind of grunge and Britpop and stuff like that. And then through starting to play guitar, I ventured <laughs> down a slightly darker road. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I came with you, you along that for a bit. The, <laughs> to some live yeah, you, 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 you joined me in some of those darker avenues. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't listen to a, a lot of stuff that's that kind of loud and nihilistic anymore. But there's definitely still kind of threads of that running through the music that I listen to. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll dive right in with a nice dark album. <laughs> so, so number 10, although it's not dark in, 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 a, in a heavy metal kind of way. So number 10 is Fever Ray. Fever Ray okay. um, from Fever. 2009. Fever Ray, Fever Ray. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with Fever Ray, um, but it is, it is a solo project from um, Karen Dreger, who is one half of The Knife, oh, yeah. who people may, may know from um, Heart, uh, Heartbeats, the this, this song that Jose Gonzalez covered of theirs. Oh, yeah, um, okay. And, yeah, so, you know, they were very kind of, uh, they're from Sweden, um, so hence when you were saying earlier on days no Swedish, Swedish music in there so this, this counts I think as Swedish music so yeah um, nice I like it yeah so uh, do you guys know this album no it's, this no. is what I really like because I'm going to probably pick up some really good albums here that I probably haven't listened to yeah before, which is good so, so I, I, I got into the knife from listening to I mean I, I think I probably did hear the Jose Gonzalez track first and thought it was really nice when it appeared on that that Sony Bravia advert um, with all the bouncing balls going down the hill. Um, oh, yeah. And then I saw it on a snowboarding film, and I think it's on After Lane, um, the original Knife version. I was like, this is fantastic. You know, like, it's it's electro, and it's kind of a bit strange, but it has a, you know, it's a brilliant song. Um, and so I got kind of pretty into the Knife at that point, and they are an interesting duo so the brother and sister and they were um very much like didn't really give interviews they never appeared in photographs if they were in photographs they'd always be wearing masks um you know very kind of um esoteric um eccentric kind of kind of band um and then so i i kind of knew the knife and then i didn't i hadn't really heard the fever a album and then i did a snowboard trip an extended snowboard trip um, around about 2010, 11, I think it was with, or maybe, yeah, some, I think it was that time, that trip anyway, but my friend James and I drove down to the Alps from the UK and we'd, we'd, we'd been on a previous trip, um, in Andorra. So we'd, we'd gone out with some people to Andorra, spent a week there, flew back to Gatwick and then got straight in my car, got on the ferry and drove down through France overnight to Teen. And we listened to, and James is, you know, loves all sorts of different kinds of music, especially electronic music and dance music. And he played me this album on that drive. And it was a drive that was, <laughs> it was pretty challenging because we were so tired and we thought it was a good idea Don't to drink Red Bull to keep us going. Oh, Jesus, yeah. No. And <laughs> one of us drove and the other slept. And I remember sort of 
sort of hallucinating our way down through through through, through France on the auto routes. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and, and I think at one point I was driving along and and all the all the power. Um, pylons on the side of the road started turning into big people running along and then i was like i stopped the car i was like james you're gonna have to take over and (laughs) i I went to sleep and then i woke up and i thought it was snowing and the road was covered in snow and and james was doing 80 miles an hour in the snow and i and i freaked out (laughs) and i was like you gotta stop man you're gonna kill us all (laughs) so this so my love of this album really came from that trip and yeah. and it's a it's it's an amazing album. It is it. it's dark electronica. Um, it has really kind of very atmospheric, very kind of moody, um, kind of mid tone beats. If anyone has watched Vikings, the um, the TV show, oh, yeah. uh, the title track or the the um, the track that plays over the, the title credits is a Fever A track, um, which uh, if I had a heart. Um, so it became quite famous as a result of that, um, and yeah, I mean it's a, it's an astonishing album, and and she pitch shifts her voice quite a lot as well. So um, there's only sort of certain elements of the song where you actually hear her voice normally. A lot of it is pitch shifted down, um, mm. and it's yeah, it's just it's brilliant. It's a brilliant album, and I've seen her play live. Um, went to festival and saw her play. She did a headline. Um, act at festival and again she didn't appear as herself so all of the, all of the people in the band were wearing like human face masks so just blanks basically and she wore an outfit that was that was like a giant clock so you could only see the lower part of her face and all the rest of her kind of costume was done up as a clock face and they had the laser show like laser light and and I, like you talked about, I think, in your top 10, Tim, like one of the live things that you've seen was the best sound system ever. Well, yeah. the sound system she had for this album, it was like it was like it sitting underneath a jumbo when it was taking off. Yeah, it Jesus was just thing. unbelievable. It, it was The bass was so powerful, it felt like your insides were liquefying. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I a lot of the reasons why our hearing is fucked. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was just amazing like we'd, we'd kind of crowded in because a lot of us were you know big fans of this album we'd crowded into the middle of the tent so we had a we had a great position right in the center and just these lasers kind of arcing over and this sound which was just all-encompassing yeah and it's it's just phenomenal album and I, and I keep coming back to it again and again and she's released other music since which is good um but Nothing, I think, that will top that that first album of hers. And the videos are brilliant as well. The album's called Fever Ray as well. The album's called Fever Ray, yeah. Fever Ray, Fever Ray. It's not on um, iTunes, Um, which is strange. No, it's strange. Yeah, there's Plunge, 2017, and there's Seven, 2009. But it seems like that's um, a remix album. Seven is a track on Fever Ray. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't seem to be... Yeah, mm. that's weird so it isn't Strange. on Apple Music people so you can't listen to it on there but um, I'm sure you can find it if you're yeah, yeah if um, if it was on that trip John I'm sure I probably heard it at some point I I, I'm sure you will have heard bits of it you'll have heard me playing yeah. it over, over I, re- I remember your um, joining you late on in that trip that's right yeah and, and uh, hearing the story just crying with laughter about your uh, freaking out on the auto route. yeah yeah it was <laughs> It was certainly one of those times in your life where you're like, 
this is really <laughs> surreal. Yeah, turning up fresh legs and then you guys have just been destroyed by snowboarding too much. And yeah, then, yeah, we hit it You were just hard. like eating ibuprofen like Smarties. Yeah. And Jesus. Being old Bad. men. And that was what <laughs> fucking, how long ago was that? Oh, I don't like to Ten think. Years it, ago? Was, it was far too long ago. I think it was more than that. It was a long time ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, that's for mm. sure. And uh, yeah, no, good times. It's a... It's it's an amazing album, and I, and I highly recommend people checking it out. Yeah, check um, out. yeah, and one of the things, the other thing I was thinking about with my list is um, another thing that I think really makes a classic album is it sounds timeless. Yeah, and I think all of all of the ten on my list, you couldn't pick a sort of a time frame when it came out, although maybe one. But even even then, it, it sounds fresh and it sounds innovative and and modern even now. Um, and you can't pin these albums down to, to a certain point in time. And I, I, for me, that's that's kind of a mark of a really great album. Um, so moving swiftly onwards. Not on Spotify either. I think it's one you're going to have to buy if people want to listen to it. I think. Yeah, that's strange. I'm surprised it's not. Yeah, um, I don't think so. So now the next one I'm going to go as dark as I'm going to get in this list. And I promise it's going to get a bit lighter. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, the next one is Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think you both probably will have heard or are aware of. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, like I said at the beginning, I, I kind of, my early years of embarking in my musical journey was, was very kind of heavy metal fueled. So I listened to a lot of Metallica and Slayer and Sepultura and various things like that. And I was very like, it's got to have a guitar in it or it's not cool. I mean, this is when I was like 17, 18, I suppose, something like that, 16, 17, 18. And uh, around that time, someone, uh, when we were at Peter Simmons, Tim, um, my friend Hannah gave me um, her CD of Further Down the Spiral. <laughs> um, which is the Nine Inch Nails remix album, okay, and yeah. I was like, I was like, what is this? You know, like this is <laughs> this is electronic music I that is really it. heavy, yeah. um, and it's even got David Bowie on it, and I don't understand this at all because there's hardly any guitars on it, and I think the first time I played it, I hated it. I was like, this is this is just unlistenable. It's just noise, and um, I just didn't get it. Um, and then it took a few more spins and I suddenly started to sort of understand what was going on in it. And then obviously went back and, and got the downward spiral as the, as the, um, the source of it. And yeah, it's, it's one of those albums again, like I said before, timeless. It is, it is dark. It, it still has great melody, like great tunes in there, you know, literally sing along tracks and, um, but yeah, like, it's the sound of someone going through a downward spiral and it's quite interesting, you know, reading about the album. They recorded this album in the house that Sharon Tate was killed in, oh, um, who was killed by um, the Manson family in 1969. So Trent Reznor hired the house out and basically moved a load of equipment in That's and mental. they recorded this album in the house that, that, that <laughs> all those things happened in. And you can almost get that kind of feeling that that must have been there coming through the onto the tape. Yeah. And it is nasty. Like the industrial noises in it are 
vicious and it, and it's like but it, it's almost cathartic as well and i think certainly when i was growing up you know to listen to something like that i have this conversation these conversations with cat from time to time because she never quite understands as many people don't why i would listen to something things that are, that are nasty but they are they're cathartic and almost like for me if you can take yourself through that process with someone else it's almost like coming out the other side so um and that certainly when i was younger was very important um i told you this was going to get deep didn't yeah. i yeah I, I, I can never get my head into that album I, I do remember at the time trying to listen to it yeah i just couldn't get my head yeah into it. i mean it's it's not everyone's cup of tea and I, I totally understand that um i just think it is so raw powerful yeah. um and it you know it, it goes to some places that that you know a lot of people will be very scared of going to yeah, understandably definitely. um but there's you know some classics on there some you know some dance floor hits like closer um, yeah 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 which Sorry. uh yeah which is just i mean that that track has been used all over the place and i mm. i think the really interesting thing from an album like this is it's a jump off point for obviously the rest of Trent Reznor's um, Nine Inch Nails output, but also yeah. was a jumping-off point to where he is now, where he's you know an Oscar-winning, Grammy-winning artist doing film soundtracks yeah, and TV soundtracks, soundtracks yeah. and is super well respected for that. Along with Atticus Ross, um, the soundtrack they did recently for for Watchmen is brilliant. I, I know you yeah, haven't I watched to, it yet, Tim. Watch that, yeah, I don't know why I can watch it on over here. That's the problem because it's an HBO. Yeah, thing, so I don't know. What I think you fuck. just have to buy it. We we just bought it, yeah, but it's it's really great, and it and it's a lot of why it's really great is because the soundtrack is fantastic. Um, oh, okay. And so, yeah, this is this is you know pretty much the um, the kickoff point for for Trent Reznor's career. I think I think it's probably fair to say. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and, it, and it's got some real bangers on there. It's very it innovative well, it? in terms right? of like the use of sound effects and yeah. industrial noises and stuff like that. And and I still love it. And I still, if I'm having a, if I'm having a bad day and I'm pretty pissed off for whatever <laughs> reason, it's an album I can put on and just be like, rah, and yeah, then it's all gone. So. Yeah, see, I, I do that with certain hip hop albums. For me, do that for me, like the real upbeat yeah the aggressive aggressive ones. stuff like yeah um yeah like samara the rugged man stuff it gets me like that it, it sorts me yeah out. so it's um, cause some it, of it's cathartic like isn't that, it so. i think that, that's yeah, the yeah, right yeah. word and, and i and i think that's something that that you know people that don't listen to to music that is of that kind of mindset and perhaps don't really get is it's a way of um letting those emotions out it's not a way of like entering those emotions or or heightening those emotions it's a way of processing those emotions so yeah for me i think it, it still has its its place to do that um and like i said before I, I just think it's a timeless classic and very innovative and um but also very aware of its past and and yeah. uh, it knows where it came from and and resin has got amazing musical taste himself as well and yeah, okay. it's no no surprise that that around this time he was very very friendly with david bowie um and produced some of bowie stuff and and they did cool. various songs together and toured together and and uh yeah it, it's just it's fascinating i think um but yeah shall we shall we move on to the next one yeah uh, let's number see eight number um and are these eight. in a, are these in no particular order or are these your are you they're counting in, they're down? in no particular order but I have ordered them just because I you know just needed some structure to talk around it. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're in 
no particular order. And I think I would choose each of these albums depending on how I was feeling at the time, um, quite quite happily. Yeah. Um, so the next one on my list is a Radiohead album. Oh, okay. And it is... It's not um, what some would consider the, the classic Radiohead album, which is OK Computer. My favourite Radio, Radiohead album is In Rainbows. Okay. So I don't know. I, I don't know how much you listen to Radiohead, Tim. Not um, a whole lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's weird. It's um. Yeah, I think from looking at my top ten, I think I just went down that kind of trip hoppy route into hip hop kind of thing. Whereas yeah. I'd never. I mean. Yeah, so someone like Radiohead, I obviously was aware of it and listened to some of their stuff, but it was never an album that I actually, or albums that I sat down and listened to in the yeah. same way that I would have done with other albums. So I think because of my stoner yeah. days, it kind of, I just gravitated towards a certain sort of yeah music, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's fair enough. And I think, I think that's really interesting about having these conversations is that, you know, even though you and I came from very similar backgrounds and have gone through a lot of the same experiences you know our musical taste is um you know it's not it's not a carbon copy is it no, so, no. which is yeah, the other person yeah. so and, that, and that's the fun thing to talk about it I, I think in terms of like you know why these things mean a lot to you in particular and and <laughs> yeah and I, it's just it's a fascinating insight into a into a person i think as much as anything and also the experiences you've had um, so, yeah, with, with the Radiohead stuff, I mean, I, I started listening to Radiohead probably, I think I, the first I heard, I was probably about 13, and I and I heard Pablo Honey. I went on a school trip, and there were some guys in the years year above us who had Radiohead T-shirts on. I didn't really know anything about Radiohead at the time. So um, I, I heard Pablo Honey, and then um, when the Benz came out, started listening to that. So I was listening to them very early on um and the bends and then okay computer are obviously you know absolute masterpieces i mean okay computer is a 10 out of 10 album on almost all critics lists um you know it it is yeah it's one of those seminal albums of of our time in terms of what what it did differently and and how a band that was going down a certain road of kind of indie rock then completely left fielded and changed into something else. And then they did that further, obviously when um, they did OK Computer, uh, not OK Computer. Um, oh goodness. What's the one that comes after that? My tired old brain. The one with the idiot attack on it. Uh, I just don't know Radiohead well enough. Apologies whilst um, (laughs) I quickly have a look down my, my album lists. Because uh, this Searching is probably getting out. old, isn't it? Your brain starts to go. Not unless you're on mushrooms um, like Dave, and then then it's all good. You can you can stay on top of things. Um, got the Benz Kid A in Rainbows. Okay, Kid, Kid A. Kid A. That's, it. Kid a, yeah, that's, okay. that's what I was searching for. Which was uh, now. I've got my computer back up and working. Um, yeah, yeah so Kid A was obviously a, like a massive kind of departure for them in terms of sound. Um, but it still has, has a couple it, of fuck. you know classic tracks on it. Idiotech is is one of my favourite Radiohead tracks ever. Um, but then you know, um, In Rainbows kind of came out of nowhere, really. So it was one of the first albums that had kind of an innovative releasing schedule because they decided to release it themselves um, on the internet. 
and they just asked people to pay whatever they wanted and unsurprisingly most people paid zero yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so most people downloaded this album for free and i think i probably did as well um and this this is an album that you know for me it takes me back to a very much a time and a place it um I downloaded it when I was out in New Zealand in 2008, I think it was, and I was working up north of Auckland in the Haraki Gulf. Yeah, yeah, I that. And I was driving around, yeah, because you came up to see me, didn't you, yeah. I think, at one point. Yeah. Um, and I spent a lot of time driving around the Haraki Gulf region and a lot of back roads and, and things like that. And uh, and In Rainbows was one of the albums that I listened to at the time. So whenever I hear it now, it does, it does really take me back. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's really nice about In Rainbows is it's quite different to a lot of the other Radiohead albums, and a lot of it's actually quite upbeat. You know, it has um, quite up-tempo um, drums in it, quite unusual sort of time signatures. Um, it, it is actually, there's a few tracks on there that, dare I say it, you'd almost say were happy, um, which is unusual for Radiohead. Yeah, right, yeah. But, um, but then again, it, it, so it goes through... Um, sort of the gambit of those those kind of emotions but then um, and so you have various like fantastic songs like um, you know starts off with 15 steps and um, things like that and then it has a, a wonderful track again one of my favorites weird fishes arpeggio okay. um, which is amazing and then carries on through the album and then it finishes up with what I think is an absolute you know um sucker punch of a song and just floors floors you and i think it's just devastating in terms of how emotive it is and it's a song called videotape um and it's it's brilliant it's it's a very unusual sort of time signature it almost sounds like a train um going across sidings or something like that just skittery beat very sort of quiet song and it's it's basically about someone um recording a videotape that, that they leave for their family once they've passed on um, and the kind of the, the messages that they, they want to convey to the family who are left. And it is so powerful. You know, it's just, it's an amazing piece of piece of work. And um, I, I just think, yeah, it, it's the kind of perfect end to, to what I think is a perfect album. Yeah, awesome. um, I have to listen to it. So, it's, yeah, it sounds cool. I, I, I think it, yeah. I mean, all of these, you know, all of these albums. I think on my list, I would just say to anyone, go and listen to them. You know, <laughs> if not, if for the craft, even if you don't like the, the vibe or anything like that. So, have we got Dave back yet, or is oh, yeah, he still, no, still is he still pouring himself a drink? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Um, he's, uh, he's probably eating something, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking, it's really interesting how the two of us. I am eating brownies. Yeah, oh, he's that. eating brownies. Nice. Um, How much did you hear of that, Dave? Oh, I've I'm, I've been tuned in all along. Uh, nice. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Yes. I but, think uh, it's. Um, I I made brownies the other day, and I stupidly just sat here with the whole fucking bowl. Of <laughs> Are they special brownies? <laughs> nice. Um, they're not special ones this time around, sadly. Okay. Um, <laughs> that could go. Yeah, that could be. That could be, go, uh, that could be sad, a whole different kind of podcast. <laughs> we have to try and schedule one where we can all drink at the same time and get do a drunk yeah. one. But we're going to have yeah, to do a. Nice. I don't know when. I, Dave, you and I might just have to start drinking at ten in the morning or something and just fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> just oh, I'm, I might have to get it for the team. But yeah. um, yes, we're on. We're on uh, in yeah, rainbows. We so, Dave, yeah, I was Radiohead. just. Um, 
I was just thinking how you're yeah. dissecting your your albums and talking about them. It's seem, it's very different to how I thought about my albums in in terms <laughs> of um mm. you're getting quite That's, technical yeah. in in your um breakdowns of the albums yeah as opposed to me that was just really kind of uh emotional connections with them i suppose i suppose you, you have got those emotional connections as well but then you're going like a, a level deeper and to specific yeah, tracks that mean, have certain that stand out to you for certain reasons and i think it's really yes. interesting yeah yeah and i think that there's probably a few more of those to come to be honest yeah um, no it's good but yeah, I think like one of the other things for this list for me, and I, I remember having conversations with my friend Patrick about this back in the day, you know, we <laughs> talked about albums that were all killer, no filler. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think all of these albums are, are all killer, no filler. Um, yeah, okay. And as a result, I think it's it's probably, you know, I'd, I'd like to pull out a few key tracks just, on the Just like yeah. the um, Sum 41 album of the same name. I think you'll find. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this work. Oh, those, those guys are obviously. Uh, obviously Mr. 41, I'm not, I'm not aware of his. Uh, his uh, yeah. Yeah. Catalog. yeah. Oh, so, uh, don't, yeah don't, so, don't fucking pretend you don't know. Come on. <laughs> You're not too cool I, I for am, school. I am unaware of this. This. <laughs> I'm sure I'd recognise you speak. If you played it for um, me. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that's that's oh, cool. my number eight. Yeah, nice. So, um, go back to my list. Yeah, Radiohead in Rainbows, uh, a brilliant album in my opinion, and one that again with these albums I come back and listen to quite a lot. Um, and yeah, they uh, <laughs> yeah, very, they it's just, a very good album. This is a really random yeah, yeah. thing to say, but John, I reckon you'd get on really well with Felix White out the Maccabees because me and Dave listen to him a lot on Terlander's <laughs> podcast, and <laughs> yeah, his really, musical yeah. tastes I think are very similar to yours. I'd say okay, because his okay, I yeah. think he um when they were talking about they actually talked about Radiohead in one of their shows ages ago now, and I think that's he his favorite album out of them all of them was was in rainbows i think it was it's an interesting conversation yeah he said i'm sure that was the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, 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 it's the slightly unusual choice you know it's not what most radiohead fans would, would choose as their favorite but um but yeah I, I i just think it's different and i think it has that kind of upbeat feel to it as well which is actually quite surprising for radiohead you know it's got some really really nice rhythms in it they did a they did a great video um, for the album, which was them just recording songs in the basement in the recording studio, and uh, they did the whole thing of like having cameras like strapped to them, so it does that whole thing like Darren Aronofsky um, kind of film, you know, with with the the sort of perspective of them just playing the instruments and stuff, which is which is quite cool. Um, so yeah, one for YouTube if anyone's interested. Yeah, nice. um, so. So now we move on to number seven on my list. Huh. Now this We're is again number seven. Fuck it now. Yeah, fine. <laughs> well, you, you, you had a big detour <laughs> we, talking about high five. Yeah, uh, I was going to say uh, we, there was a there was a bit of a detour. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so this is one that I I'm pretty sure you guys are not going to have listened to. Um, so I'm going to have to sort of talk you through it and explain why I love it. So this is a this is a band called Dead Can Dance, um, and the album I've picked from them is called Dionysus. So fucking Dead Can all Dance. All fucking albums are really hard to spell. Dionysus. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'll give you some background on this one. So um, Dead Can Dance are a duo who's who started in 1981. 
So I recognise the name from somewhere. I do recognise the name. Um, I was going to say, I thought I, I, the name rings a bell. That's but that's all. Yeah. Like, it's sort of from my dim and distant past. Yeah. <laughs> so so one. So if I say um, so, the two people in it. So there is um, a lady called um, uh, called um, Lisa Gerard. And then there's a guy called Brendan Perry. So um, Lisa Gerard, I, I first I first heard her music, and I think like the rest of the world first heard her music when they watched Gladiator. Um, yeah. So the she did the soundtrack to Gladiator along with Hans Zimmer. Um, Can and so, you feel the power? <laughs> yeah. No, not yeah, that one. Contender, <laughs> that was a that was that was yeah, a classic yeah. that track. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So okay. I'm, I'm I'm hoping this is a film that even you have seen, Dave. Gladiator, yeah. Well, a long, long time ago. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about it, but anyway, yeah. Carry on. So there's a there's a track <laughs> at the end of the movie called "Now We Are Free," um, which is the bit where um, basically he's fought Commodus in the in the arena, um, and he's been murdered by Commodus. Spoiler alert for Gladiator. Oh, you've and, ruined it, John. Fuck. Yeah, so um, yeah, basically this this song kicks in, you know, as he's know dying. What you mean. Yeah, yeah, and as the, as the film song, ends, um, and it, and it's a track that I think most people would recognise. <laughs> it just got used everywhere for a couple of years when Gladiator came out. It was all over, like whatever you watched. There was this this track playing in the background, and I and I just John? thought her. Sorry, what was the track called? Do you remember? Now we are free. Um, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of music. So I was like, "Whoa, who the hell, who the hell sings that?" Um, so sort of did some research and realised it was Lisa Gerrard from Dead Can Dance. Um, and so I I sort of didn't know anything about them and, and decided to get one of their albums. And I got an, an album that's called Spirit Chaser, which is um, all of their albums are quite different. They started off being kind of um, quite kind of um gothy in the kind of cat um, cockatoo twins kind of 80s goth movement 4ad um out uh, record label and um this mortal coil and various things like that and then they started exploring different elements of kind of world music and historic music so they did albums that had a lot of baroque things in or middle eastern or um you know almost kind of like it sounds like someone's trying to play something some of it in the background yeah, yeah, they're trying yeah. to play now we are free <laughs> yeah. you know that song right yeah um, i think so yeah so, yeah, so i was like yeah, yeah. so a lot of their music is i mean spirit chase is a, a really amazing album and it has that sort of similar feel of now we are free but some of their other stuff is a bit more challenging you know like kind of medieval music or um it goes a bit a bit sort of world music and a bit almost a bit sort of new age in some of their albums which you know understandably is um yeah a, a bit difficult for the palette sometimes but then they they had a big kind of hiatus where lisa gerard was off doing soundtracks and she she's done a whole pile of different soundtracks now for various films like um whale rider and the insider i think and a bunch of other things 
who she worked on with various different people. Um, but then her and, and Brendan, um, Brendan Perry got back together and they did a, a new Dead Can Dance album um, called Anastasis at the beginning of the decade. And then last year they came out with, yeah, last year, I'm pretty sure it was, 2012 they came out with Dion, yeah. Yeah, Dionysus. Dionysus. And Dionysus is like, it's like the culmination of all oh, the best dance. bits of Dead Can Dance just distilled into 38 perfect minutes. Oh, nice. And it, it's basically designed as like a ritual. So Dionysus is the Greek god of, of wine. Um, so oh, sort nice. of wine and hedonism and, and kind of partying. So this this two acts to the album, act one and act two, um, and they're split into two sort of different tracks. Um, and it's like um, very kind of tribal kind of rhythms. Um, and they use different instruments and different musicians and singers from all over the world and different noises and there's like jungle bird song and and then there's like a herd of goats up on some um turkish mountain and all sorts of stuff in there but it is like yeah it, it's a it's a meditation album of, of basically a ritual um and it's phenomenal it's so good and actually lisa gerald only sings on two track two of the tracks i think on it um or two of the, the sort of pieces of music um, but yeah, if anyone is vaguely interested in transcendental music that will just take you to another time and place, Turkish mountain spin. goats in it. Yeah, I, I don't like listening to music that doesn't have uh, Turkish mountain goats in it anymore. He <laughs> doesn't. He yeah. doesn't. Yeah, right? just, so, well, you know. If it's not got that, what's what's the point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, this is a this is a pretty um, unusual cut that that probably a lot of people won't have heard of. But <laughs> I've added it to my yeah. list, mate. So I'll I'll check it out. So. It is brilliant. Like if you can just like put on some headphones, turn you know light a candle, turn the lights off, and just just let it be a ritual. Yeah. And it and it is designed as like a um, it follows the myth of Dionysus through his kind of arrival and and um, and then worship and stuff. So it's it is designed as like this kind of rite, and it is yeah, it's a hell of a piece of music. And it's like crazy. I say, it's just a, for me, it's like the culmination of of the whole of of their work of like 40 years into one one album okay um so yeah it's it's really something uh right so now slightly slightly more left field one uh well not left field but slightly um different one and i think tim you probably have heard this and dave maybe you too um so number six on you the too. list is iron and wine Yes, um, and it, yeah, it is that, Creek, yeah. Creek Drank the Cradle. So his his first album. Um, you you familiar with that one, Tim? Uh, I I think I've got all of their stuff on my iTunes um, list. Um, let me just I need to look at the cover because I don't I'm not very good with names. Um, it's the kind of brown and red album cover. Hang on. Yeah, give us a so. Second. Yeah, I, I definitely will have heard it. I couldn't necessarily name you a bunch of tracks from it or anything like that. Yeah, a, a lot of yeah, his songs so, get used in, in yeah. different I, I like, films. I like, the, uh, I like the music, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Americana, um, indie Americana stuff. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really nice. And, and yeah, um, I, I first heard... Um, Sam Beam is the is the guy who um, is Iron Wine basically, and uh, he he started um, basically he was I think he was a film student or something like that, and he started just with a guitar and a and a four track in his bedroom just recording songs, and uh, yeah the the 
he did various kind of like um, bootleg bits and pieces and then got picked up um, and released Creek Grant, Creek Grant the Cradle as his first album. 2002, that one came out. Yeah, uh, so I, I first heard them when uh, I was staying with Reap and Reap um, in Wellington, um, again in around about 2007-8. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, that's when I first got one of those off you. I think we did some music copying and I'm pretty sure yeah. that's when I first Yeah, it could well be, yeah. I first, uh, yeah, I heard one of his albums basically on a on a listening post. <laughs> Do you remember those in record stores? Oh yeah, yeah. oh they um, were the they were the bane of our lives working in record stores, especially in fucking Luton, full of fucking dead beats. Yeah, uh, just imagine just all the things these... you caught on them. Jeez, <laughs> fucking, imagine it now, man. Oh god, yeah, but you get you used to just get these pricks like just like yeah, stick this on, will you, man? And like all their mates would rock up and like crowd around and fucking start snatching the headphones out of their hands and like ripping them off the wall and you're just like fuck off, yeah, <laughs> get bra- out of the fucking shop, you little pricks. And then they break and oh, I can imagine oh, it must have been a nightmare. God. Well, there was a there was a nice record store in in Wellington, um, and they had a couple of these listening posts and they had um, Iron Wine Shepherd's Dog and I was like just killing time in Wellington basically just wandering around shops and wandered into this record store and stuck this stuck this on and I was just like yeah I'll have a listen and I was like oh my god this is amazing um yeah yeah. I absolutely loved it and uh yeah so I got the Shepherd's Dog and then and then sort of picked up a few of his other albums he had at the time um but yeah in terms of his music it's something I again have come back to an awful lot um, during during the years and uh, as the years have gone by, and I think my favourite album is, is still Creek Drank the Cradle. So it's his first album. I think I listened to that um, one. I think I've I've listened to like Kiss Each Other Clean and um, yeah, I think yeah, that's right. Beast and, Epic as well. I think I listened to that one recently. Yeah, he's, Beast Epic's his new album is yeah, really good, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a bit of a return to form. And he's just a really good songwriter. And, and again, he's he's able to kind of conjure up images with his lyrics um, that are very tactile. You can you just feel that you're there with what he's singing about. And, and for me, anyway, you can just, like, you're transported to some small house in the middle of nowhere in, in America or, or in the deep south or something like that and the, and you know the trees and the rivers and stuff has a very kind of earthy nature feel um, and there's a couple of songs on that album the first track Lion's Mane um, and then the sixth song Upwards Over the Mountain and Upwards Over the Mountain is is yeah definitely goes onto my list of favourite songs ever okay. um, yeah and it's yeah, it's, it's it's slightly different, just um, kind of lo-fi kind of feel. Um, but yeah, just a lovely album. Um, and now again, some of the real big guns. And we've already mentioned this, Tim, on on your uh, list, um, but it didn't make your your top ten. But my number five is Tool Anima. Yeah, I was mm. so about to put that in, and I was like, oh, I just yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome, yeah. I yeah, totally it's, agree. It's, it's just um, yeah. fucking amazing album. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been the the basis of my musical taste for many years. First year and, at university, uh, I listened to that a lot, man. It was one of those. Yeah, yeah, it's so good, Dave. I don't know you. You've liked Tool, don't you? I think. Yeah, again, probably a band that haven't uh, always been kind of on my radar. Um, 
and I've certainly appreciated their music, but never, never really kind of dug deep. Um, yeah, I enjoyed a lot of their latest record. Um, yeah, that's that's one of those, one of those things. It? Yeah, I'm I'm a bit strange when it comes to listening to music. Sometimes, like I'm I'm one of these dickheads that latches onto a track sometimes, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and and kind of really plays it a lot. And I go back, but sometimes I just think, well, it's just fucking good. I that's why I'm going yeah. back to it. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. There's, but, there's no, some... um, incredible band, incredible band. Just yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the talent and and um the the way that you know they they craft um their music is yeah spectacular. Oh, they're just they're just mind bending. Like and their, their new album Fear Inoculum um is yeah it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a hell of a return to form after like thirteen years or something like that. But how how um because it was it was me and me and Reap who got into Tool back in the day um and actually i have to give credit to root because he got the album first i think he'd read kerrang or something and picked it up Correct. and he basically what happened was he um <laughs> he had this he bought the album and i remember when he bought it he came around to my house with the album and we didn't really know anything about it but i think he picked up because there's a couple of different versions of it and the really cool version is the american version which has um you know those kind of pictures that i think they're called lenticulars or something yeah, like that that basically when you rock yeah. them back and forth they they change oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, lenticular <laughs> yeah yeah i think awesome. that's what they are so yeah they they had that on the american release so the kind of the eye kind of moved and stuff if you rocked it backwards and forth. But we didn't have that version. We had the crappy English version that, that they brought out back then. Um, I think I so bought that version in Canada I when I was there. I remember that because I had that version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I remember sitting in my bedroom, which was on Stony Lane. You remember that, Tim? Um, and yeah. Reap and I sat there and we were like, okay, let's have a listen to this album, which is supposed to be incredible. And we stuck it on and there was like if anyone knows this album there's there's a couple of funny little kind of interlude tracks in it like four of them or something like that yeah there's like a baby crying and then there's like one that sounds like um some kind of nazi speech which is actually a recipe for an omelette and uh you know all these (laughs) kind of random tool-esque things so some somehow just purely by coincidence we were like oh we'll listen to track four what the hell's this this is weird let's listen to track seven what the hell's this? This is weird. So I think we managed to accidentally just listen to all these random little filled tracks and just thought, this is, this oh, is God. complete shit. Like, <laughs> what the hell, not, not the what the hell have you bought? Then, so basically the album got thrown in a box um, at, at Reap's house and never listened to again. And then he went away. Um, I think he did a, a PGL think job or something one summer where he's off teaching windsurfing or something like that somewhere. And he, basically drove around my house and just dropped off a, a box full of cds in it um because he wasn't going to take them and i was like oh, i'll go through some of his random stuff and uh and i picked up anima and, and decided to listen to it from the beginning and i was like oh yeah oh my god <laughs> this this album is incredible <laughs> and, i remember yeah. um listening to it at uni and I got really stoned once, surprisingly, in my little, in my little halls. <laughs> it's like how all your stories start. I know, in my little halls of residence. <laughs> and it was like middle of the afternoon and I was like, oh, I'll put Tool on. So I put it on, 
got really stoned and then sort of fell asleep, but only like half asleep. And I kept drifting in and out while the album was playing. And then I, I remember waking up to that track with the baby crying and just yeah. not knowing what the <laughs> fuck was going on and just being so messed up about it and then just drifting back off again and then the album just continuing and then um, waking back up for Enema. I think that's the real classic track. Yeah. With the real crescendo yeah. and just builds up and up and up and then it just drops into this melodic wave. Oh, it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's just something else. and uh, Vivid memory yeah, for me, and, yeah. Yeah, and then and the the pattern, the drum patterns in it, and oh, and the guitar the sound is just completely just... unique, and and obviously Maynard James Keenan's voice is is just he's got one of the best, oh, best he's, voices yeah, in, in he's rock. He's up there for me as well in terms of male vocalists. Like yeah, it's, yeah, uh, he's, he's yeah. just he's something else, and uh, yeah, it's all the imagery and the videos that went along with it, and. Uh, and and just the playfulness of it as well with those those funny fill tracks we talked about. But even the name in itself is 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 you know a fun name. So yeah. if, if people don't know, then it's a combination of of anima, which is Latin for spirit, and then enema, obviously. So it's like spirit enema. Um, so yeah, lots of funny things like that. And then Third Eye, the last track, which has um, a couple of cuts from Bill Hicks on it, and uh, yeah. I think they. Bill Hicks was was playing Lollapalooza, and um, they were on the bill, so they they got friendly with Bill Hicks um, right before he died. When oh, I think he had been diagnosed yeah. with pancreatic cancer by yeah, that point, yeah, yeah. so a lot of his material became very very vitriolic, even more so, and very angry. Um, and I think they really connected because um, yeah. actually, I think at one point, <laughs> Maynard James Keenan tried to be a stand-up comic. Oh, and okay. uh, I if yeah, so he really, how, um, really respected Bill Hicks, and and yeah, uh, yeah so it's a, it's a killer album, and um, it's certainly one that I've I've come back to an awful lot, and uh, I've been listening to it again recently. What with Fear Inoculum coming yeah, out, yeah. Uh, and it's and it's just it's just genius, genius album. I tell you that on my um, stereo is just unbelievable. It's yeah, just, again, it's I just hearing know. the levels of detail that you don't hear otherwise like you're just like oh, yeah you can there's a whole layer I, 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 that you don't hear yeah, same with, about um, that with, with like sound dream. improvement over the years oh, mate, i mean as i've just... listened to that album over time i've heard more and more the better yeah, stereo yeah. equipment i've got um, it happened with siamese so, dream with me the other day i put it on my stereo i just want to listen to it on a decent system and i'd heard stuff in that i'd never heard before i was like whoa there's just a depth in there that you just don't get through a normal yeah. thing it's just yes it's, it's wonderful yeah. isn't it it's like it's yeah. almost like finding hidden things and amazing, yeah. and that again it fits in quite nicely with um with the whole tool thing as well because <laughs> you know there's a lot of hidden stuff in their music um so in one of their albums which uh which i think is pretty <laughs> pretty incredible so in Ten Thousand days there is two tracks that if you joined the two tracks together and then play them over the top of one of the other tracks. It makes a whole nother and a whole nother track. <laughs> so, oh God, that's mad. You know, just just mental <laughs> yeah, stuff I never like that. To 10, and they, days, actually. and they, yeah, they hid they hid the kind of the fact that you could do that in the artwork. Um, so, if you remember Ten Thousand Days, it was the one that had the stereoscopic images that you could look through and oh, the three D okay. pictures. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just a, a, yeah, a brilliant piece of uh, packaging. And they hid all these references to um, 23 in 2 and 3 in the artwork. And, uh, yeah, so you, if anyone doesn't know about the hidden track on 10,000 Days, um, yeah, go and hit YouTube. So, yeah, they're just, they're just something else. I'd want to put and, it together myself, though. I'd want to actually 
figure out. Yeah, it. yeah. Cool and then, uh, you know, other things like um, On Lateralis, you know, the title track On Lateralis uses the Fibonacci sequence as a, as a uh, rhythm pattern. Oh, so, cool. you know, just just clever. Oh. <laughs> clever. Stuff. Talking about the Fibonacci sequence is a nice little segue into headphones, which you know is one of my passions. Yeah. There's these Sony high-end headphones. They're about three grand. And the inside of the headphones where you've got between the speaker and your ear, there's this pattern, like a metal wireframe thing. And that's been mapped out using the Fibonacci sequence because it offers the least... Um, like musical resistance or something like that. Like it's it's the best pattern to have sound waves traveling through between a speaker and your ear. If it's in this sort of thing, it's fucking mental. It's so cool. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Fibonacci. There's um, yeah. I don't, there's I don't get it. It's in nature a lot. You yeah, know, yeah. It's in the petals of a flower and the spiral of a of a shell or yeah, things like that. So um, yeah. It's deep. I told you it was going to get deep on yeah. this podcast, didn't and I? I really want um, those headphones, by the way. They're one of my ones that I've almost bought many times, but I couldn't quite justify it. <laughs> Three grand and a pair of headphones. a lot of money but, to drop in some headphones. Oh, man, they're just that's fucking sure. beautiful. Um, anyway. But yeah, if anyone's going to, it's probably you at some point. <laughs> yeah, fuck so yeah, mate. I shall, I shall await, await that purchase. Yeah, um, right, so we're on the, on the top four now. <laughs> um, so if anyone's been listening to Tim's podcast, they can already figure out what two of them are. But we're going at number four uh, with the Beatles and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, see, I, I didn't um, gravitate towards the Beatles, and I don't really know why, because it's all I listened to when I was growing up in my younger years. So Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, I think yeah. This, is, um, this is one of those albums that... that Again, it just takes you back, doesn't it? And like, yeah. um, it's it's one that I know that my parents used to listen to a lot when I was a kid, and they had it on vinyl. Yeah. And I remember them listening to it. And and another one of my albums is going to fall into this this kind of category too. <laughs> is it um, Fleetwood Mac? Uh, no, no, you have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but again, I think it's I think it's timeless. I was listening to it last night whilst I was cooking, just to sort of remind myself and just confirm <laughs> yeah, that that it is brilliant to have on the list. And and it's such a variety of different types of song on there. And and you know you've got the kind of the sitar Indian um, within you, without you, which is just just an amazing piece of music. And uh, and then you have got obviously Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and. And I remember, and when I'm 64, I mean, that's they're just so different, and yet yeah. they somehow all kind of fit together. And I remember, I remember even at primary school, I remember doing a music class at primary school and singing when I'm 64, uh, and I, I have that in my head really clearly. And I must have only been about six, I suppose, at the time, and I couldn't imagine what it was like to be 64. And now, <laughs> getting slightly oh, closer God. to it than I was before. Yeah, it was one of those um, ones that you, I think I yeah, sang that. Steady school, on, steady on. Yeah, yeah. For the whale. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's just, it, and I and I can't imagine what it must have been like to listen to this album when it first came out because I I'm not a big fan of like the early Beatles stuff. You know, when they were, you know, just the Fab Four doing kind of, you know, light rock stuff and or you know, sort of, yeah, the early Beatles, not, not a massive fan of, but the idea that, that everyone was really fond of them for that kind of music. And then suddenly they start dropping stuff like this. 
you know, people's heads must have exploded. Yeah. And I, I think they started dropping a lot of uh, acid. At the same oh time. yeah, and like and, and like the brilliant <laughs> thing, the whole loose in the sky with diamonds, the LSD stuff, and how they had to deny that it was it was related to LSD, and, and that it yeah. was a picture that that some that John's daughter had drawn, or something <laughs> I can't remember. That's yeah. some spin <laughs> this whole thing out. It's clearly absolute bullshit, but. Yeah, I mean, what a track that is. I mean, like, in, in terms of creating an, a, a, an emotive image in your head of just sort of the world gone sideways, and yeah, it's just phenomenal. What a, what a time, though. I mean, like, um, you know, imagine uh, that, well, I say now, I mean, even just not, you know, even 20 years ago, but the the whole thing about this, this kind of uh, squeaky clean... Um, kind of pop pop band yeah. they, they were pop popular yeah, music yeah. weren't they yeah they were like you um, say squeaky clean pop fucking essentially just whacked out hippies really yeah um, taking lots of drugs and and and, oh, experimenting alive, and, and that comes through in their music could be imagine the um the headlines and the and just how crucified um, yeah they would get you know, yeah, you know, it's 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 just yeah. it's it's fascinating, isn't it? I'd love to have been there at the yeah. time when when it when they dropped. Oh, what a time, just seen what the a time to be alive. Yeah. yeah, it would have been incredible. Yeah. I mean, like, and then you've got like you know songs like the um, for the benefit of Mister Kite, and you know that is nightmarish. Like if you listen to it, it's <laughs> like a nightmare circus of a song. Um, yeah, and then uh, a day in the life. And, and the closest I got to A Day in the Life um, was seeing years ago. I think I went, I went with my folks to see the bootleg Beatles play. Yeah, I think I was there um, as well. Sergeant. Yeah, were you there as well, Tim? Do you well, remember we, we, definitely went to, we definitely went to one of the bootleg Beatles things. But, um, yeah, we went, was, I think, but... I, yeah, we saw them in the Albert Hall and, uh, and they played A Day in the Life. And, you know, obviously... Um, <laughs> many holes it takes to fill the Albert Hall, and and that was yeah a pretty special moment. I, uh, it's as close as we were ever going to get to see the Beatles play live, that's for sure. But they did a, they did a great job. That's for yeah, sure. they were good. Yeah, um, but I, I certainly gravitate towards the later Beatles than the earlier Beatles. I think from what you were saying. Yeah, um, I think they get a bit more difficult. I mean, I struggle a bit with the White Album and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, again, Sergeant Pepper it reminds me of of childhood i guess and yeah, uh, i think abbey road for me probably resonates most for me i think because some of yeah. the tracks on there i guess um yeah, it's a good, uh, yeah I, would, I, would, I would have said uh abbey road or uh, revolver yeah yeah they're, they're all good i think i think i just like the um the craziness of sergeant pepper i just have bonkers oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely definitely pretty out there isn't it yeah, and and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and and Within You Without You, those are my favorite, two favorite tracks on that album. And yeah, they're just yeah, there's something else. <laughs> just yeah. I, I, one thing that did make me laugh the other day. So we've been watching quite a lot of Simpsons on Disney Plus, and we watched the episode where Lisa gets braces. Do you remember that one? Uh, oh God, I yeah. remember that one. Yeah, and um, yeah. and they gas her to put the braces on. <laughs> she goes yeah. into Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds oh, yeah, for the right. Beatles. Yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So if, good. Um, isn't there... Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think now. It's not the same episode, is it, where... Doesn't one of... Is it um, Marge or something writes to Ringo Starr or something like that? Or... Ooh, that, that could be a different one. Ringo I think. is in <sighs> an episode, yeah. yeah, but I don't know There's an one. episode where... 
I'm sure she writes a le- letter to one of the Beatles, and, and it, I remember it. Who's the? Um, is it Ringo? Anyway, Ringo. <laughs> Have you seen oh, that film yesterday, stuff. John? Yeah. Have I seen what, sir? The film Yesterday came out a few years ago about the Beatles. No, I haven't actually. Oh, I've, heard it, I've heard it's really good. Yeah, you should watch it. It's it, I cat would like it as well. It, it's really good, man. It's worth watching. It's it's um Is that the one um where the guy Richard wakes Curtis, up and he, he's the only one who knows the Beatles song? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. The concept's yeah. so yeah, I've good. Heard it's that's, really um, good. And, uh, that's not very old, that song. No, no, it's yeah. it's um, um it's only a couple of years old, yeah, maybe yeah, if that. Yeah, it was um, all filmed um, where my sister and my mum live. Um, okay, yeah. uh, well, um, there's a pub uh, that they're sitting outside of, and uh, yeah, 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 me and my mate Chris, Chris had lunch outside that pub, and didn't actually realise what we were doing. Yeah, nice. It's um, <laughs> yeah, the it, it's done really well, and and the the guy who the main guy, he's got he sings it all himself. He's got a really good voice, and how he yeah yeah he sings yeah. the songs. It's really yeah, it's really good. Um, and there's some actually really good deleted scenes. I've got the I bought the uh, 4K disc of it, and um, there's some great deleted scenes on there, and um, of like extra songs that he did and stuff. It, yeah, it's really good. It, it's a great film. It's definitely worth watching. So, oh, we'll have to check it out. It's I, worth I had, it, man. Um, yeah, it's I had heard it was good. I yeah, just haven't got, kind of got around to it. Yeah, it's um, just a real good feel, good film, man. It's it's um, yeah, it's really good. So, yeah. Right, top three. Number three, I think we've talked a lot about this album on, on Tim's one, um, Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's... So, yeah, it's Stone just, Cold uh, Classic. Every track is brilliant. Um, it's, it is, it's a perfect album. It's one of those... It, yeah, yeah. It's, a perfect, it's a perfect album. There's nothing wrong with that album. Yeah. Like Everything is exactly where it should be. And I think the other thing that, that is really nice about this album is that you know a lot of a lot of grunge and and that kind of music and Nirvana and stuff was was always sort of lambasted and attacked for being really kind of negative and downbeat. But I think that you know there's a lot of a lot of Siamese Dream is really up tempo and really positive. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. You know, today and and Cherub Rock and um, yeah, they're, they're just they're just great tracks and Rocket. I just think is you know it's transcendent awesome. like the. I love Rocket. I think it's it yeah. might incredible be one of my, Yeah, it might be one of my favourite songs on that album, and and uh, and the video is brilliant as well. If you remember the video with the kids building the space rocket in the garden and then that. blasting off yeah, into space, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it's just got, it's, so, it's such a cool song. And the space bit boy. the bit in Rocket where I think it's about three quarters of the way through the track where all the bass and drums and vocals drop out and it's just the riff playing the guitar riff Mm, all on its own. That pure riff is just, I think that's one of the best bits in, in any song ever. It's just Is that also the one where then it's just the drums as well? Or is that a different track when they're just the drums coming? It's ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember which one it is. That, it's that is one. That, Maybe is that's... that Cherub Rock? No, I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. They're all just. Oh, I need to listen to it again, there. man. It's making me want to listen to it again. Fucking hell. All classics. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I want to go and just. Mayonnaise, man. Crank it up as well. Ridiculously I mean, loud. Yeah, do it. I, we were playing it last night and. Uh, yeah, it's just so good. And again, like you put it on a modern system that has that has oh, good man. sound on it and good bass. Yes. It just it just yeah opens the whole thing up <laughs> yeah. you know, to oh, a, yes. a whole new level. In, insane. The the other track on there that I I love um, particularly love is mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, mate. Yeah, yeah I really just, like that too. Yeah. 
it has like a brilliant kind of arpeggioed intro little kind of plucked guitar piece and then just drops into the it's just the riff is ridiculous killer (laughs) killer riff like with with pinched harmonics in there as well and yeah yeah, i've spent a long time trying to play that on the guitar well and it's such a hard (laughs) album to try and play because you know you essentially most of the album you've got 30 guitars making the noise yeah so one one guitar just never does the job Uh, but yeah mayonnaise what what a track um even space boy as well i mean it's one of the more well-known ones probably off that album i suppose but apart from maybe today but i just yeah yeah, such a such a good song, and 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 like, and I think Tim, you and I probably listened to that a lot together Jesus, when we were younger. Yeah. But it's still, uh, it's Hummer, still I, I love great. Hummer as well. Yeah, I love it's, that it's still great. Yeah, man. oh, that's like, yeah, that's yeah, that's phenomenal. Track four, isn't it? Yeah, oh great God, intro. I want to, I want to play some of it. But Ooh, yeah, blow everyone's yeah. ears out or something. But. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's 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 an album. It's just like it's just it's like a big warm hug, isn't it? Um, yeah, it whole, is. It, it's thing. got that. That guitar sound, I just don't know. I've never heard anything like it. No, no, I don't. No, I don't think there's ever, ever will be anything like that. Um, because yeah, in order to get that sound, you have to basically drive three other people completely insane. Um, and they spent years not really talking to each other after that. Um, yeah, quite incredible. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like Tim's cranking up in the background. Copyright infringement, Tim. Be I think you can get away with Apple thirty seconds. Right. Down on you. I don't think you've got enough listeners to really. If I get if I get um some sort of infringement, then that would be brilliant because it means yeah, there's yeah, enough yeah, people that'd, listening that'd be like to a, it. A, it's a like yes, we made it. Yeah. I've been banned. Harmonic <laughs> whiskey tails taken down. Yeah, by give it a fine. <laughs> yeah, I think you get away with thirty seconds or so. Hey, fuck it, it's all right. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like it's like they do on Desert Island Discs, isn't it? Yeah, um, um, yeah great album I mean just yeah and on vinyl as well which is another one of those ones um, I've got on vinyl I might have to I might have I to saying, buy the, um, the the remastered edition I think yeah it's good man and um, actually I was going to say as well for Melancholy there's a four disc version which I don't know if it came out know, a few years ago now but there's two extra albums basically of all the b-sides and demos of all the songs and there's some really great stuff on there yeah um, I, I need to get that brilliant. i think it's i saw so them when good. they came out and i was um i think they might have come out when we were away and, and i just oh, sort great. Of forgot about it i, but, I almost bought yeah. it on vinyl but it was like 300 dollars. i was like fucking hell and maybe not. yeah they're not they're not <laughs> cheap are they because yeah. um, it was like, yeah, like 10 bits of vinyl or something yeah, it's just yeah it's um yeah amazing such a good album. so Right, um, top two. Yeah, here we go. So one of them we've already mentioned before and talked about it quite a lot, um, Massive Attack, Mezzanine. Yeah, um, yeah it, in a similar kind of way, as you, as you said, Tim, this album was a defining album for my youth. And it was, it's just on another level, man. It's, it's, um, yeah, and Massive Attack have made some great music in, in their time and I particularly like Protection. Yeah, it was really hard. Um, I, I had to put one Massive Attack album in there and I probably could have gone with Protection or Blue Lines or Mezzanine, but yeah, I think yeah, for me, Mezzanine, the, the mezzanine is the most. Yeah, it's got to be there. I mean, yeah. it, the production on it and and uh, yeah, the, the way that they brought in elements from other albums and um, it actually comes back round because we, we um, one of the uh, vocalists on Massive Attack, um, Lisa, Lisa Frazier, 
from Cockatoo Twins. So we talked about Cockatoo Twins in, when we talked about Dead Can Dance. So yeah, they okay. were another band very similar to Dead Can Dance in the 80s. And they brought her in to sing on Teardrop. Yeah. Um, and I think she sings on Mezzanine as well, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, an incredible album. And, and, uh, and it still, if you listen to it now, it still sounds like it just came out yesterday. It it's oh, so it's still modern, yeah, um, and it was so ahead of its time, and it was a lot of it was recorded in um, the, uh, the they had a studio just near the Coronation Tap um, up in Clifton in Bristol. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. So when I was a student, we used to literally drink in the Coronation Tap, pretty much next to the studio. And I used to I, you 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 won up to me on this one, Tim. You've actually met them. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was pretty lucky. Daddy G, but yeah, I used yeah. to live down the road from Daddy G. When yeah, I, I remember you saying that. Yeah, you you've seen him and stuff. Yeah. yeah, we used to see him on the way to when we were walking up to uni. He used to wave to Daddy G as he was heading off in his <laughs> in his Merc. Um, I actually so, yeah, managed that, to get um, Ben tickets proper full behind the scenes backstage tickets for their gig in Bristol on the mezzanine tour. But he, I got him a phone number that he just had to call and he never did. Oh, <laughs> like I, I was up. chatting to 3d and he, I was like, Oh, my brother lives in Bristol. And we started chatting about Bristol and this stuff. He's like, Oh, I'll get him into the gig when we're, when we're playing there in like, you know, four months time, whatever. So, oh yeah, sweet. So he said, this is this girl. You call her and you say, I gave you the number and she'll get you tickets and everything you need. I was like, oh, sweet. And Ga- he gave bring. it to Ben. He never, I don't think he ever did anything with it. Yeah. But never mind. He was probably, um, yeah. That was his <laughs> first <laughs> year at uni or maybe second year at uni. So he was drunk. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. So yeah. 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 No, it's, um, yeah. And then great. the other, one of the nice things with, um, with that album is we went to see Massive Attack last year and when they did the um they did the anniversary um tour with mezzanine and uh they got they got all the original bands and the original um all the original vocalists and they built a massive kind of stage up in north bristol up on the um the airfield up there on the disused airfield and yeah they played the whole of uh mezzanine in its entirety um and it was it was brilliant. Like we were, we were like right in the in the middle of the of the um, the whole kind of tent thing, right in front of the mixing desk. So the sound was perfect. Yeah, the visuals were <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, and we went with a bunch of friends and uh, and actually Cat's mum and dad as well. Who uh, like Cat's dad especially. Um, I no, Cat's mum as well loves loves. Uh, massive attack and love mezzanine so we took them along um yeah, <laughs> at one point, off their faces on they it was really funny because there was a guy who was standing in front of cat's mum who was blazing and uh, she was like getting getting secondhand vibes second-hand from this guy and, and basically had to like <laughs> step out right in the middle of teardrop and it was just like oh. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> but it was quite funny did a uh, um, cat's dad sidle in next to him and get her yeah yeah he's like reliving his youth yeah. so um but yeah take, was, take on that mate exactly yeah <laughs> i mean god it was something else like it was it was such a good gig um oh, we, we really that. enjoyed it and uh yeah it was nice to, nice to sort of you know come around and see it in its entirety after all this time um mm. and i can only hope that, <laughs> that at some point they get around to releasing some new music um i i liked heligoland a lot um, yeah, and really it's been a long time since that's come out. Kept with them beyond mezzanine, really. It's weird. I just sort of, I don't know why. 
just sort of um Heligo Lands is worth a listen if you haven't really heard it before. Yeah, I haven't. Um especially the last track, Atlas Air. It's a it's a really good song. Um yeah, it's it's worth a listen. I'll add it. Yeah. All good. Yeah, so nice. yeah, we roll we roll finally on to my the album that I've put in the number one spot here. Um which is drum roll. Paul Simon and the Rhythm of the Saints. Fuck, I had completely forgotten about Paul fucking Simon, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to put Graceland in my top ten now. That's weird, because you went Rhythm of the Saints, but for me, Graceland is... Graceland, yeah. Graceland, I was was rocking either or between Graceland or Rhythm of the Saints, and I I love Graceland, you know, probably as much as as this album. I I mean, Graceland, Rhythm of the Saints is the album he did after Graceland. Um, (laughs) So they're almost like, they're almost like a bit of a pair for me. Like obviously Graceland is the South African album and the Rhythm of the Saints is the South American album. Um, So Rhythm of the Saints, uh, this is another one in a similar way to Sgt. Pepper that my parents used to play a lot when we were when we were kids. They had yeah, a vinyl yeah, of it, here, yeah. um, and they used to play it. And, and Tim, you remember this? So our, so when Tim and I were kids, our, our parents built two houses next door to each other, um, mm. and we, we both lived in static caravans for the best part of a year whilst the houses were being built. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the static caravan you know, with you know, tiny little, tiny little thing it was, um, and they had a, a vinyl player in it, and um, yeah, Rhythm of the Saints was one of the ones that, that my mum used to play a lot, um, and I think one of the reasons she loved it was she grew up. Part of her childhood was spent in Venezuela, um, so she very much had a kind of Latino influence to her musical taste when she was younger. Um, and in fact, I think when she was a kid, she she basically started off life really speaking Spanish before she could speak English, <laughs> um, which is pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, so she loved that kind of South American vibe, um, and I kind of forgot about Paul Simon pretty much until I got I'm probably about halfway through uni, I think, and then somehow heard Graceland again, and it was just like you know just oh, yeah. transported <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, and then obviously followed it up with the rhythm of the saints and yeah. and yeah and and the reason why it's, I put it at number one is that that it actually it does have my favourite song ever on it, um, which I don't know whether you you guys know it or not. It's a song called Spirit Voices. Yeah, yeah, beautiful tune. Yeah, which is just yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, that sums it up perfectly, Tim. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's the second to last track on the album, and. It, yeah, it, it for some some reason like it's always sort of cast a bit of a spell over me. It, it makes me think of you know traveling and and being in jungles and and uh, you know has that obviously that very kind of spiritual element and water and and then just a wonderful kind of bridge section of of um, Latino inspired music in the middle of it. Um, yeah, it's just it's a fantastic piece of music, and the rest of the album is brilliant. But one story that I quite like with Spirit Voices is that um, I, I did uh, a trip to Venezuela myself um, in the mid 2000s with my, my friend Sula, and we travelled around Venezuela. And one of the things we did was we went to Mount Roraima. Um, we did a hike, um, a five day hike on Mount Roraima, 
which is the inspiration for the mountain in Up, the Pixar oh, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the bit when they're on the top of the mountain in that very strange environment with the rocks and the and the mist, that's all based on Mount Roraima. Um, and it's quite a hard place to go to, especially now with the political situation in Venezuela. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, a tepui. So it's basically like one of the final remaining pieces of Gondwana land, the, the ancient supercontinent, um, table mountain is, is another one. And then there's a couple of other tepuis around Venezuela, one of which angel falls comes off. Yeah. And they are bizarre kind of prehistoric landscapes up there. And there are plants and animals up there that, that were basically walking around at the same time as the dinosaurs. Um, so, yeah, it was a hell of a trip. And, and when we came back, we, we again, it was a hard hike and uh, probably didn't have enough food. And we were walking for kind of nine, ten hours a day. And I, I remember starting to almost go into some, some sort of bizarre lack of food, hypoglycemic trance <laughs> coming down this mountain. And we got caught in this, this torrential rainstorm that turned all the rivers we were trying to cross into torrents. And, okay. and all the time, you know, when we were hiking through this, this rainforest, a lot of bits of spirit voices were going through my head. So again, I listen to it now and it's very transportative. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And, and the rest of the album, you know, fantastic drumming and, um wonderful kind of yeah wonderful melodies and yeah it's just it's just a it's just a great album and if you love graceland i'd, I'd recommend anyone to go and have a listen to that yeah. you hopefully it's end up album. loving it at least partially as much as you love graceland yeah it's weird because out of the two i think I, I definitely gravitate more towards graceland um but Rhythm of the Saints, yeah, it's always been there as well. But it's, um, yeah, for me, it's. it's I think it, I think it's just a very yeah. personal thing for me. Yeah, that, yeah. That one. I've know, just got a lot I've of. I've spent like a fair amount of time in South yeah. America, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a cool part of the world, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And just that, you know, that family connection as well, and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's that that sort of personal part of a of a top ten, isn't yeah, it? Really, good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I can't believe I forgot about fucking um, Paul Simon. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Gra- Graceland's a massive one. Mate, I, yeah. it should have been in my top 10. I just can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, because well, yeah, I've think, got, I mean. Thinking about it now, it's quite surprising. I, I know how much you like that. Yeah, it's mental, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I mean, I, I, love, um, I love it too. I mean, it, it's definitely in the also rounds. It's probably number 11. Um, yeah. But I, I had to pick one Paul Simon album, and, and it has to be that just because of yeah, no, because of spirit voices, cool, yeah. if nothing else. Um, I remember my friend, my dad, Graceland on tape for Father's Day. Really good present. Yeah, back back when it came out, like a long time ago. Like me and my sister were like, you know, we've saved our pocket money up. We can go and buy. We can go into the record store and buy buy the tape so Dad can play it in his car on the way to work. Nice. Yeah. I bet he loves that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. And and it's one of those things where obviously you have the tape deck in the car and you might have like four or five tapes that get fucking heavily rotated. <laughs> like mm. until they wear out. <laughs> yeah, until the, the thing just goes translucent and snaps. <laughs> God. Oh, classic stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's my list. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome, man. Um, it's interesting you said about your favourite song ever pretty much you know 
that kind of did sway you a bit on the, the you know the album yes. that was in there as well um i realized my favorite song isn't probably in my top 10 i don't think which is weird yeah no, that's it? that's entirely possible i mean you're talking about top 10 albums here yeah you yeah know, I mean, the whole album play yeah you know? yeah so it's... you can't just have an album that has one song which is amazing and, and yeah. the rest of the album is just yeah filler so maybe we um, maybe that's another episode yeah maybe the top I mean, 10 songs to be honest yeah. actually <laughs> Car Beat Soul, Nightmares on Wax. There's a lot of tracks in there that pr- could almost be my favourite song. Same with Massive Attack, Mezzanine. Um, mm. And even Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, there's a lot of tracks that stand out in those albums that really jump out as incredible, specific songs. But um, mine is uh, Handsome Boys Modelling School, The Truth. That's my absolute just oh, yeah, go-to. I don't, I don't that's know that. the most I sublime to... song you've ever heard, man. It's... It's got a hauntingness. Rasheen Murphy from Maloko. From Maloko does, does the vocals. Like think um, teardrop style yeah. haunting vocals. And then it has got the dopest verse from Jay Live, which is where I found out about Jay Live and now is one of my favourite MCs. It's got one of the dopest verses of all time in it as well. Like his his yeah, verse in nice, that is it? just so nice. just yeah. slick and oh man it's, oh, I'm yeah. gonna have to I'm gonna have to remind me of that I'll have to have a listen yeah so I mean it's a very good it's a very good tune yeah, yeah. it's fucking great but listen to it on something decent though as well man like get um cat's uh, headphones out and stick yeah. it on there it's um it's sense and just make sure you're not disturbed it's one of those tracks like whenever I put it on I remember being at a party once and um it was at that time it was like two in the morning and everyone was mellowed out and there was only a few of us up and about and able to talk and um we were chatting about it and i was like oh i've got to put this song on and i just made sure everyone shut the fuck up i was like if anyone starts talking i'm turning this track off it's, it's one of those <laughs> tunes you just have to just sit and listen to and oh, send, you, me, send me the link for that I'll yeah I'll have to have a you almost don't need to say anything because yeah, yeah. as soon as it comes on everyone's just captivated by it and you just have to you just that's it you just you're in with that song it's it's incredible man but i'll um yeah the, the, I'll the, another track like that for me is um uh damien marley and naz patience yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. i yeah. love that track i saw them live man i don't love wow. that album the album's got a couple of other good songs on it but the rest of it is like mm, it's okay but like but that track yeah. in particular is just it's such a killer track um i saw damien marley naz and um erica badu i think it was all perform live and they went through um just a whole host of amazing music. It was amazing. Oh, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, so festival. Yeah, that, that would have been good. Yeah, it was good, man. Um, yeah. 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 Nice. Yep. Yeah, it's a good list, John. I like that. If you manage a team, oh, fuck, you should be fuck. using Monday.com. That was an ad. <laughs> what was that? No, I was I was getting the um the link. I was getting the YouTube link to the um Handsome Boys Modeling School track, oh, okay. and it was yeah. an ad that was playing um for Monday.com whatever that is <laughs> no idea what um, it is but um, no nah, that, that was uh, congratulations you've completed Pornhub <laughs> yeah mate they sent me a medal um, you've used your time off well I'm gonna just put it in this uh, email chain John and then you can um, search for it somehow or I'll put I mean do you want yeah. the YouTube link you need to kind of listen to it something on better quality than YouTube though but Oh, if it's that good, I'll probably get the I'll get the track. Oh, the albums the albums amazing, but by the track, I mean the the album is um 
a really really good album but that almost made it on there actually dave um that album it's um it's it's yeah, an, on, it's it an was, honorable um, mention it's it was a groundbreaker wasn't it, it was, yeah that came out on um was that on tommy boy records which is going now full geek out but the the whole okay. thing with um uh the the issues with della soul at the moment isn't it the, oh, yeah, because yeah. of um Tommy Boy Records having all the rights and stuff, and so Della Soul want to be able to release their music that they've they've done pre their latest album, but they just for some allowed. reason whatever just can't because the licensing. What they've um they've talked about is just basically fucking all that off, getting in a studio with a live band and recreating the album with live instruments, and then they can <laughs> release amazing, it. Wouldn't it. Yeah, then they'll, they'll be allowed because <laughs> it's 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 like a cover then, and they'll be allowed to do it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, John, I've put that in our chain. I'll also put the YouTube. Well, I don't know. You should probably just buy it. It's one of those tracks you have to own. I'll probably just buy it. And also, yeah. the album is called. Um, hang on. So, how's your girl? How's um, your girl? Yeah. So, yeah, how's your it's, girl? It's, a, it's an interesting album, isn't it? Because it's got like these little skits and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a really funny album. Probably kind of pioneered that skit. Well. No, I wouldn't say a pioneer no, that skit no, kind of thing, no. but probably because the skit thing came it's off just a hip hop thing, and stuff, yeah, really, yeah. like Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll check. I'll check it out. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it's great, man. No, yeah, that, yeah, that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. That's um, I enjoyed hearing yours, Tim, and I enjoyed uh, going through going through my list as well. Yeah, it was good, man. It was um, really interesting to hear. Um, especially how you broke down the albums and your thoughts behind them, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, it was a lot deeper than my reasons well, of just I, being stoned. I made yeah. about four pages of notes. <laughs> wow, I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah, Dave's gone deep, man. Just because, um, yeah, I um, just because it's just all the conversations have sparked so many little ideas in my mind. Mm. Um, it's just kind of how my brain works. Um, and, and I've just gone into these crazy... Um, yeah, crazy little rabbit holes and, and just going, oh, fuck, yeah, I remember that, and how that links with that and everything else, which Tim and I kind of, uh, when we went off on a bit of a, a, a separate rabbit hole episode, uh, we kind of touched upon that. Yeah. It was uh, we'll yeah, a lot of fun. At some cool. point between all yeah. this, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, no, I'm look, looking forward to hearing it. It'll be good. I might put that up um, awesome. first, actually. I'll just intro it and just put <laughs> yeah. it up. And it's then, a good little prequel, isn't it, really? Yeah, John, what I think I'm going to do is put it up on Friday and then we'll do one each Friday for the next few weeks. So yeah. I'll edit stuff around and whatever I have to do. And then, um, yeah, so we'll do mine this Friday, yours next Friday, and Dave's the Friday after that. And then, and well, I might do it soon. I don't know. We'll see. It depends how long it takes me to fucking edit everything. But your one, I'm going to have yeah. to splice up a little bit. So, And I'll probably have to do an intro um, for that one that we did, Dave, because I, I could just... I might have to prefix it with uh, what the hell is going on here, so, yeah. so everyone knows. So I'll just uh, yeah. I'll just do a shout out to my sister Nicola, who um, oh, I know is listening to these episodes and, and enjoying them. So hey, uh, Nikki. hi Nick. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Good on you. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for your listenership. Yeah, keep yes. downloading. Yeah, <laughs> spread the word. We need listeners. I want to start and making sleep, money. And off sleep this. well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so. Um, I wanted to mention Sublime as well because I mean, fucking hell for me, oh, yeah, yeah. just oh, amazing. But um, you, no, you're wandering into the also rounds, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that on the. Uh, a, on the, the, the save, save it. 
Well, so yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, we're going to do, um, so essentially we've got three episodes coming out, my top 10, John's top 10 and Dave's top 10. And then we'll do a fourth episode where we just talk about the albums that didn't quite make the cut and just go into those as well. Um, Cause I think that'd be quite interesting because there's some bangers on my list as well. So yeah, it's, um, and by the 74th episode of us banging on about all our favorite music, you will be, yeah. Yeah, this could elongate out into a lot of episodes, actually. But anyway. it's good, though. It's all good content. It's it's really good fun talking about it, though. I've really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, so cheers, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back with Dave's list next. And um, we'll, yeah, we'll chat to you soon. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. Um, yeah, so. I'm going to go because my bladder's about to explode. Yeah, I need a piss, man. <laughs> Fuck. I shouldn't probably end <laughs> the podcast <laughs> like that anyway. Oh, well. right, Bye. Yeah, I'll catch you later.